get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Hey, I'm just wondering, have you ever had the case of the nevers? Yeah, yeah, the nevers. Like, you know, I'll never have this. I'll never do this. I'll never be this. Have you ever experienced that? I know I have. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so that you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. Now, Today, I'm going to be talking about, you know, how to heal yourself from the case of the nevers. And today's for you if you have a dream. If there's a dream in your heart to live a life of significance. And you know what? Today's also for you if you even just want a dream. Like, you you don't have a dream yet. You don't know what it is, but you want one. You want to live a life of significance. That's the desire of your heart. And today's especially for you if you had a dream, but you lost it. I'm also going to be talking to you today. I get this. I get being living a life where you want a dream, you lost a dream, or you have a dream, but you don't know how to get there. And you're stuck in the case of the nevers. And that, that really, that was me for decades. And I was the person who, I grew up in church. And there were so many successful people living a life of significance around me. And including my family. And we were very involved at church. Like we were always there. I I homeschooled through high school, and I was always at church. My mom actually worked um, up at the church, and so I would just, you know, pack up and, and go to the church, and I was always helping with something. And it was my heart to do something of significance. I would see my brother... My older brother, and he he's like an all or nothing guy, man. He's either he's either all in or he's all out. And I would watch him start his ministry career and begin speaking, and he was so passionate, and people loved him and followed him. And he would lead people to Christ, like he was, you know, an evangelist machine. And I was none of that. I was in the background. I helped. I was there. But I struggled with a case of the nevers. I looked at other people around me that were doing things of significance. And I never thought I could do it. I wanted to. I so badly wanted to. But I never thought I could do it. I never thought I could be enough. I never thought I could have what I was called to do. And 
that mindset held me back. Now, I would sit there in church and I would hear the parable of the talents. And this, that's the parable that, that has always, it's like haunted me. And I would sit there and I would hear about, you know, the, the one who was given the five talents or the 10 talents. And then he went out and he gained 10 more. And he hears, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then the one that was given five, or depending on what version you're looking at, there is another version where he was given two. But he doubled that. He went out and he doubled that. Then there was, then there was this poor little soul who was given one. One talent. Now, in actuality, one talent was like more than a year's worth of wages. It was, it was a lot of money. So it seems like, oh, he was just given his one little talent. No, he was actually given a lot. But he was afraid. And he went out and he hid it. He buried it. He didn't do anything with it. And he just waited until his master comes back and asked him to give account for it. And he's like, I'm sorry. I was afraid. I hid it. And, you know, I, that was, that was me. And I knew it. I knew as I sat there, I was the one hiding my talents. They're buried in there somewhere, but I was so afraid, I thought I could never pull them out. I thought I could never be enough. I thought I could never do it. And I literally would cry in church as the parable of the talents was being taught. Now, these weren't heaving sobs. You know, there's the tears just coming down your cheek. But it affected me. Because I knew in my heart of hearts, I was not doing what God called me to do. And at that point, I didn't even fully know what God called me to do. I just knew it was something. I knew I was supposed to do more, be more. And I knew I wasn't living up to that. What do you do? So I went on a journey. I finally got to the point where I wanted it bad enough. And I went on a journey with God at my side, showing me how loved I am, how, how, what he thinks of me and really Teaching me about identity and who I am and what gifts I have and the talents and abilities. Helping me to dig those out. And then he helped me get my imagination working for me instead of against me. Because I had this this limiting belief that said you will never do this. You will never achieve that. You will never be like your brother. You will never measure up. And that held me back. And God helped me work on that. And it was so cool because Sunday, yesterday, today's, uh, uh, I'm recording this on a Monday. And I was listening to, of all people, my brother, because my brother is a pastor of the church I go to. And And I'm hearing him talk about a successful life and living a life of significance And lo and behold, he starts talking about the parable of the talents. Now, this 
parable, remember, is a trigger for me. I hear it. It comes up. Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing and being and all I can be and I could never do this and I could never do that. And I hear him talk about it. And it makes me want to cry right now because I realized I'm not crying as I'm hearing him talk about that. I am now living a life of significance that I so desperately wanted to live. Now, I haven't arrived, but man, I'm on the journey. And I am loving the journey. And, and there's scary parts in the journey, but I keep moving forward. And I am on this, this journey to fulfilling the dreams that God has put in my heart. Of living this life of significance. Of fulfilling the call on my life. And that was such a beautiful moment. I, I shared it with my husband later of what I experienced. And he was just like, "Hun, I'm so proud of you. Because he's seen my journey. He's seen my struggle. He's seen me go from you know, crying and even then, then crying after service, talking to him about, you know, what I'm struggling with and, and watching all of my struggles. And I've shared, I've had fainting episodes out of fear and he's seen all of that. And then he's seen me pick myself up and learn who I am in Christ and my identity and getting my imagination to work for me. He's seen all that. And now he sees me walking and what God's called me to do and enjoying life. Really enjoying life for, I would say, the very first time. And that's not to say life's perfect. Life is never perfect. There's always good and bad and stuff going on. But I was so excited to see my progress and I celebrated it and my husband celebrated it with me. How about you? Do you have a dream? But you know fear is holding you back. Maybe you're, you're like me and you're sitting in the pew and you want the dream and you don't feel like you can do it. I'll never be this. I'll never do that. I'll never have this. Or maybe you had a dream. You started moving towards it and you stumbled and you fell. And you haven't been able to pick yourself back up. And you gave up. And now you're not doing what God's called you to do. Whichever one of those you're in, or maybe you're even a mix, because sometimes it's a mix of things. You know, in one area, we have a dream and we're working towards it. In another area, we've given up on our dream. And in another area, we know we want a dream, but but don't, don't know what it is or afraid. I want to give you... Three steps that you need to take to fulfill your God-given purpose. Number one, you got to want it. Having a dream and actually walking towards your dream are two different things. You can sit there all day long and dream about what if. You could put your goals on the wall with all those awesome pictures. If you can dream it, you can do it. 
Which is actually, I love that quote from Walt Disney. You could put those on your wall as your vision board. Woo! I love me a vision board. But if you don't do anything about it, you will never get there. You got to want it bad enough. You see, our comfort zone is right there, keeping it warm, hoping we're going to stay there. We have to move out of our comfort zone. We have to stretch out of our comfort zone. Because if we stay in our comfort zone, nothing of significance will ever happen. It is outside of our comfort zone that we will be able to enjoy the life God's called us to. We will be able to fill the dreams that he's put in our heart. We will be able to just enjoy life more. It's out of our comfort zone. But you got to want it bad enough. You got to want your dreams more than your comfort. So do you want it? A lot of times it helps to really understand your why. Like ask yourself, why do I even want to fulfill my dreams? Why does it matter? What will happen If I fulfill it, what will happen if I don't fulfill it? Like just question the heck out of that. Know why you want to do it because that will help drive you and pull you out of that comfort zone, stretch out of that comfort zone because you want it bad enough. Because otherwise, if you don't, when you don't feel like stretching out of your comfort zone, when you don't feel like doing the hard thing, when you don't feel like getting up early, when you don't feel like having that conversation, you're not. You're going to sit there on your phone and scroll or play a game and you're going to numb out and you're going to ignore it because you don't want it bad enough. You got to want it. Number two, you got to do it afraid. You see, I thought that I had to wait to do anything until I wasn't afraid anymore because I knew fear was holding me back. I knew I was afraid. I was very aware of that. Very conscious of my fear. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Fear of the unknown. Fear of success. I knew I was afraid. But what I had to do is get comfortable being uncomfortable. You see, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's doing the thing that you know you want to do or need to do anyways. For me, engaging with hard conversations is petrifying, terrifying, because I'm afraid that when I have a conversation and tell someone what I really think and give them my actual opinion, that it's going to cause conflict and conflict means disconnection and it's going to sever that relationship. And I'm, that scares the the bejesus out of me. But I got to do it afraid anyways. And every time I do, something good happens. Every time I do whatever I'm afraid of, it gets a little easier. I get a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. Every time I stretch myself out of my comfort zone, And keep myself there. And do that hard thing. And do the scary thing. It gets a little bit easier. 
and I gain confidence. Because now I can look back and go, oh, remember when you were afraid of that? And you did it anyways? Look at what happened. Look at the good results that came out of that. You can do it again, my friend. See, and then you've, you've got like your little arsenal that you can look back and go, hey, hey, you can do it. Do it afraid. Do this one afraid. Just step out. Just try it. Just do it. Do it afraid. Because remember when you did it last time? And good things happened. So keep doing it afraid. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Get yourself out of that comfort zone. And then number three is you got to keep moving forward. You see, there's going to be times when you step out and you do something afraid. And you know what? You fail. You fall on your face. Or maybe you run back in terror. You stepped out, but then you, then you cowered. Okay, that's going to happen. It's happened to me. It still happens to me. But there's this beautiful word that I hang on to. Grace. Give yourself grace. Another way to say that is self-compassion. You see, God's not judging you. So why are we? Don't give up on yourself. Don't beat yourself up when you step out to do something and it either doesn't work out or maybe you ran back in fear or even if you were wanted to step out and you didn't. Give yourself grace. Today is a new day and tomorrow is too. You have a gift worth giving, so give it. You got to pick yourself up. You got to keep moving forward. You can do this, my friend. You do not have to live with the case of the nevers. You just need to want it. Then you got to do it afraid. And then you got to keep moving forward. Keep doing it. Give yourself grace. Give yourself self-compassion. Love yourself enough to keep moving forward towards a dream that God has given you. And if you lost a dream, this still applies to you. You got to want it. Start looking at that dream. Start reimagining. Start journaling. Start writing things down. Allow yourself to dream again, even if it's just a little bit. Want it. Then do it afraid. Just a little bit at a time. Just a step at a time. Life isn't lived in leaps. It's lived in steps. It's lived day by day. Moment by moment. Action by action. Choice by choice. And then keep moving forward. Keep making the choices. Keep doing it afraid. Keep wanting it. Keep doing it. You can do it. Man, I'm going to tell you, if I can do it, you can do it. I know you can. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. It's already on the inside of you. You just got to learn to tap into it. And these steps are going to help you tap in 
to that power that your heavenly father has already given you to fulfill a significant life, the life that he's called you to, to fulfill your purpose. So you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. You've got this. You can do this. Now, if you need some more help, I have a free resource, Three Habits to Live Fearlessly Free. I walk you through steps to overcome fear, to keep doing it afraid, that will help keep you moving forward on this journey. Go to my website, heatherlbunch.com. Right there on the homepage, you can sign up and I'll get you those Habits to Live Fearlessly Free. Now, this is a worksheet. That means you have to work it. So you're not just going to read something, oh, oh, that was so good. Oh my gosh, changed my life. No, 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 no. Information is not transformation. You have to apply it. You have to do it. You have to use it. But when you do, I promise you, this is going to help you. These are principles that I've learned and used myself. And I'll give you examples in there. You can see how it's worked in my own life. And, And God doesn't play favorites, people. He's done it for me. He will do it for you. I promise. And I still use these principles every day to keep myself moving forward because I still have fear. Just because I'm the courageous coach doesn't mean I don't have fear. But I do it afraid anyways. And so can you. So get those three habits to live fearlessly free. HeatherLBunch.com. You have got this, my friend. You can do this. You can fulfill the dream that God has put in your heart. You can stir that dream back up if, if you lost it. And you can discover a dream if you want it. But you got to want it bad enough. You got to do what's necessary. You, you could do this. You got this. All right. I just want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks a bunch. And until next time, live fearlessly free.